0: Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, Beracha, Today's daf has been sponsored by Mr. Eddie Barry Sitt in honor of the birth of a baby girl, Hannah May she bring much pleasure and pride to the family. May she be the mother of Hashem, many healthy children. Daf Chav Today's <laughs> daf has <laughs> been dedicated to Ailun Nishmat, Acham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and the Ailun Nishmat, Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichem BeGanei Eden. Amen. We are beginning on Chav Bet Amud Bet at the Mishnah, which is uh, four lines from the bottom. And we continue our study of the laws of Paseh Biraot. And now the Mishnah is going to discuss what type of wells was the leniency of Paseh Biraot said. We have a difference between a bore and a Be'er. A bore is a well that is from collected waters, from rain waters, and a 'er be'er is natural wellspring. The obvious difference is the wellspring doesn't run out, and the bore runs out after you take enough water, so it empties. Now, logically there'd be more of a leniency by a be'er, because since the water's never run out, and the whole leniency of Pasebi Ra'ot was said, for the waters so therefore when they have a be'er that is uh, limitless so certainly the heter of pasivirot was said the question is going to be what about a board? what about an area of water that is collected that can potentially run out did we say the heter as well question being because once the water runs out now there is no legality of these pasim anymore the pasim are only functional because you have <laughs> water. So we're going to see different shita. To what extent do they allow pasim a hard board harabim, whether it is a board meaning of rainwater that belongs to the rabim, which means that many people are using ube'er harabim, or for that matter, it's a wellspring that many people are using ube'er hayachid, or for that matter, a wellspring of the of a private person. Or naem pasim. You can make them pasim. Now the logic over here being that since the board belongs to many people, so in the event that it runs out, they'll remind each other, and they'll say to B'orai, listen, the board is empty. We cannot carry now between the pasim. So the first shita only allows a board when it belongs to rabim, where rabim are using it. However, when it comes to a be'er. It doesn't matter if it's a yachid or a bim, because it doesn't end. However, when it comes to a bor, that's a rainwater. It's only being used by an individual. Then you have to make regular walls. These you cannot rely on the heter of pasibi raot. Of course, if you make regular walls around the well, then it has a din of a the shoot Yahid. So the leniency of pasim b'roth was not said by bor shel Yahid. Whose opinion is this? The Brer of Rabbi Yuda ben Baba Omer, Rabbi Yuda ben Baba says en osim pasim ela lebe'er arabim belvad. So Rabbi Yuda ben Baba is mahmir. He says you need two positives. You need, number one, it to be a be'er, a wellspring, and also it has to be of the people, of the rabbim. Any other scenario, vilish'ar, and for all the other cases, meaning a be'er of a yahid, or for that matter, even a boar of the rabbim, or seen hagurah gavoah asarat Pachim. You make literally a hagurah, which is the ropes which the Reuters 4 learns the word Hagura is actually a mechitzah, it's another way of saying a wall, you have to make legal walls of ten tefahim. So the Be'udah bin Baba argues on Rabi Akiva, whereas the Akiva is lenient, and he comes along and says mm-hmm. that you're allowed to put the pasim around a bor, so long as it is bor sher rabim, and a be'er even of a yahid, and Bihudab says, no, it's technically only one type of situation where we allow Pasibi and that is a Be'er of Rabbin. Again, we have two positives. It is a natural wellspring, it doesn't end, and also it belongs to the, or many people access it, <coughs> if we have the best of the two conditions. Any other type of situation <coughs> needs to have a Hagura which is a wall. And we go to the Amud Shon Amar Rab Yosef, Amar Rab Yehuda, Amar Shimuel, Halacha Yehuda bin Baba. So we have a statement of Rabi Yehuda in the name of Shimuel. He says, al follows the strict opinion of Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba, the Ammar of Yosef. And Rabi Yosef made another statement. Amar of Yuda mar Shimuel. The same the names of Rabi Uda mar Shimuel. Again, lo true Pasebi Raot, Ela be'er mayim chayim bilvad. He made another statement that said the only intent of biraot was said for... Be'er mayim ha'im a wellspring. Now the question obviously is going to be, V'siricha. What do you need both statements for? If you're telling me that the halakha fazah bi'udah bin Baba, so that obvious that whatever the bi'udah bin Baba said, the only was matir by a wellspring, by a bear. So then you have to make another statement and say, that the eter is only by a bear. So the Gibrach says, the ashmin halakha kare because if he just would have said, that when it comes to <the> Rabbim, I would say that once it belongs to Rabbim, we could be lenient even if it is a bor. Oh, but Rabbim uh, didn't say that. Why would I think that? So the Quran says, and the only reason why to be without Babah Chose his case of be'er That's permissible Akiva. He was just coming to ex- exclude Rabbi Akiva. Meaning, what did Rabbi Akiva come along and say? Rabbi Akiva came along and said that the only <coughs> type of uh, situation which is uh, no good. He was Matir, Rabbi Akiva in the Mishnah. He was Matir a bore of Rabim and Be'er Rabbim and Be'er Yahid. He was also Matir a Be'er Yahid. And to that, Rabbi Udabiba was coming along to say, no, Rabbi Akiva, i argue on you. I'm not Matir a Be'er a Yahid, but I'm Matir a Be'er of Rabim only. But he, who that wasn't saying anything about his Shita of a Boar? Could be a Boar. He also would be mekel when it comes to the Rabim. Which is maybe the only reason why the B'udab bin Baba chose his case of Be'er of Rabim is to argue on the Biakiva. Rabbi you were lenient by a Be'er even of a Yahid. Now, I argue with you. I say Be'er has to be Rabim. But could be that also a bore of Rabim would also be okay. So that's why... That's why I needed the second statement to say, no, we're only lenient by a beir. We're not lenient by a boar at all. Now we go the other way. And if you only told me the second statement, that we're only lenient by beir mayim yachid I would have said, yeah, any type of be'er, whether it's public or... Private. That says only a public bear. So basically both statements are necessary to get to a conclusion that when it comes to a bed, it's got to be a bear of the Rabbi. And a board under no circumstance is going to be legal. <laughs> so that was the two statements of Rabbi Yosef. Kamsi Gemaran says, Further, actually it's the new Mishnah. Ve'od Amar Baba. Now in this Mishnah, we're going to discuss the law of Beit Satayim. Let's review. There is a halakha that says that if you enclose an area that is not designated for dwelling... So the maximum amount they allow you to enclose and still consider it a deshutayahid is bet satayim. Bet satayim is, bet is not two. Bet is bet you taf. That's an area that you'd be able to plant two se'ah of produce. How much is that? is going to tell us it's basically 5,000 square amah. Now we'll see if it has to be square or not, but it's, an area of 5,000 amma that would be bet satan. anything more than that since it was not fenced in or walled for dwelling purposes even though you have walls around it you cannot carry in there Hachamim gave it a deen of a karmelit. the way we said this now, like was a karpef which is an area shelo Kaf ledira that was not enclosed for dwelling purposes now the Gemara, the Mishnah, is going to give us different opinions of when the law of Bet Satayim was said. Which is what conditions uh, are needed in order to give you the restriction of only Bet Satayim. So we start with the opinion of Rebihudah ben Baba. Amar Baba. Hagina, that would be a garden. Ve'akarpef. Karpif would be, let's say that in That area, in the in the opened area Shehen shiv'in amma v'shirayim That are 70 amma plus Al shiv'in amma v'shirayim By 70 amma plus Now the plus we're going to see is actually 70 and 2 thirds of an amma An amma is 6 tefahim So 2 thirds of an amma would be 4 tefahim so it's 70.4, 70.4 tefahim, by 70.4 tefahim, ha-mukafet gader. So if you have an area, that's the area, ha-mukafet gader, that has a wall around it, gavo'a asara tefahim, metaltelin betokha. So you can carry in that area, now here's the condition, u <coughs> so it has to be Where either you have a Shomera What is that? That she says You have like a hut in that area Where the watchman sits in that spot Now That the Hiddush of Rabbi is even though there's a guy dwelling there, he's in the sukkah, still you only get Bet Satayim. Which means, this is not a regular city where people are living. It's a temporary uh, dwelling over here. Or, for example, you have Bet Dira. Bet Dira is a actual residency. Or the Karpef is close to the guy's house. And therefore he constantly runs back and forth to this Karpeth area and uh, he uses it. So Tahidun Shavnabi Uddabibai, his Mahmir. Even though there is usage, either because there's a Sukkah there or there's a Bendira or it's close to his house so he's constantly running back and forth, still the maximum amount that they give him in this area to wall off and still consider it Eid Yahid is... Bet Satayim Which is 70 and two-thirds By 70 and two-thirds Anything more than that Is going to be considered a karmelit, And you're not going to be allowed to carry. That is indeed a strict opinion <laughs> The Biudah Omer The Biudah comes along and says no you Continue in the Mishnah Afilu En ba'elabor shiach. Rabbi <coughs> The Biudah says you don't have to have any residency. Even if you have a bor. Bor would be a a well. Shiyah would be also a type of uh, ditch where there's water, let's say. Ume'ara. <coughs> Me'ara <coughs> would be like a cave where people go in, let's say, for shade. Metalteilen <coughs> betucha. So that's the opinion of the Bi-Uda. He says you don't need actual dwelling. But if there's anything there that is of use to a human being, so he says, still you only get the uh, seventy by two thirds by seventy and two thirds. The Bi'akivaomer Bi'akiva comes along. He's the most lenient opinion. He says, "Afilu en elu He says, "I don't care if you don't have any of these conditions." Which means so long as you're not going beyond the bet satayim, so therefore the rule is anything that was not walled for Dila, you get your bet satayim. I don't need wells there. I don't need caves there. I don't need the houses or huts. The other opinions are being strict. They're telling you even with the bet satayim rule, you have to have houses or some usage. He says, no, no, the bet satayim is automatic. Even if you have it over there for no other purpose, you're just walling the area, you get your Betzatayim. Ubilvad. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Akiva says so long, Shieba Shivra'im Amah V'shira'im, Al Which means, so long as the dimensions are not more than 70 and two-thirds, by 70 and two-thirds meaning more than that is more than Betzatayim. And since it was not hukaf dira then the Rebbe is going to say, you don't have the leniency. So basically we have in the Mishnah three opinions. The Behuda ben Baba, the Be and the Vyakiva. The Be ben Baba says, the betzatayim rule was said, even in the case where you have sukan and dira and all that. The Be plain says no. You don't need to have dwelling, but you have to have something where the people use. Abor, Asiyah, The Rabbi says, you don't need anything. time is an automatic. Anything more than time without dwelling, you have a problem. But up to time, no. But what is time? Seventy and two-thirds? By seventy and two-thirds. Now, the Mishnah is going to discuss the configuration of the five thousand Amma. Which means, does it have to be squared, mm. or can it be rectangular or any other configuration, just so long as your area is going to be about five thousand square? So the Gemara has a on that. Mishnah actually. If let's say the orikh, the length, is more than the width, even by one ama in metaltelin telin you can't carry in such a place, which means you need to have it squared. According to the Bialiah, is it? It's gotta be a perfect square, which like we said, seventy and two thirds by seventy and two thirds. However, the next shita says the afilu or Even if the length is double than the width, Meaning, if let's say the length is a hundred and the width is fifty, so therefore no problem, you get the same five thousand. You can. It doesn't have to be a square. Now, again, we're going to see where they got the shiur in the first place. Where did we see this magic number of five thousand squared? bet time. Why does that become a, a number at all that we're dealing with? The Gemara is going to say we learned it from the shiur of the Mishkan. Amar Now we have a quote in the Mishnah to be alive. Shamarti Mirabi El Azar. He says, I heard from Rabbi al Azar." and some change that to Rabbi Liya <laughs> Which means, even if the shi'ur of the field is a bet kur, meaning, bet kur, a kur is 30 se'ah. So that would be 15 times Bet Satayim. Bet Satayim is where you can plant two. This is already, you can plant 30. Afilu Kebet Kud. Now, what is Kebet Kud? Meaning, if there's dwelling in there, you don't have to limit yourself to Bet sea. If there's dwelling, you can go as much as you want. I mean, the first opinion said, even if there's dwelling, you only get Bet Satayim. Is I heard from the B.D. you can go as much as you want if there's dwelling in there. Now, second thing he heard, I heard from him, If let's say you have the people of a now we learned in a where you have dwellers, in order to be able to use the courtyard, the dwellers of the chaser have to make what's called erubei chaserot. That is midrabanan. Menat Torah, the chaser is considered reshut yachid. Everybody can carry from the house to the chaser, from house to house, uh, inside and outside, no problem. But the rabbis were concerned, since this is a shared domain, so this area looks like a reshut arabim. And therefore, if they're allowed to carry in the chaser, so they might come to carry in, so what do the rabbis necessitate in Eiduv? How do you make this Eiduv? So they go around to each resident in the huts and they collect a loaf of bread. And they take all the loaves of bread and they put it in one house. And now it's considered, it's not ten residents for example, that's considered one. Because we're all sharing the same food. And therefore that Eiduv allows everybody to carry inside to outside into each other's homes. Our case in the Mishnah, the everybody as it is, let's say one guy forgot. He forgot to join the Aiyruv. Now the guy, by forgetting to join the Aiyruv, he ruins it for everybody, seemingly, because now you have one guy that's not part of the. Uh, he's not it's, not. it's not one resident anymore. It's everybody. And this guy's two guys now. Now, already, nobody should be allowed to carry. So how does this guy? Uh, save it for everybody. So what he has to do on Shabbat, again, Mishnah is going to teach us, he has to be, which means he has to forfeit his rights in the chaser, Which means he can't make the Eruv on Shabbat, that's too late already. But he can come along on Shabbat and say, I forfeit my, I'm out. I have no rights in the Chaser. Oh, so by forfeiting his rights, what is that going to do? So the Mishnah says, and we read again, Right? The people of the Chaser, one of the guys forgot and did not make the lo. He, since he forfeited his rights, he cannot take from his house into the Hasir, nor can he take from the Hasir into the house. Meaning he is off limits into the Chaser. Aval <laughs> Mutar. But everybody else, they can take from their house, of course, into the Chaser, and reverse. And they can take stuff from his house as well into the Chaser. So he loses his rights, but everybody else retains their rights. So that's a way to alleviate a situation where a guy forgot to join the Ha'eruv Haserot. V'cheh, number three, Sh'mati <speaking in Hebrew> be if you want to use the herb called Al-Kablin for the Marol, on Pesach, you yotze. it. The Hazarti Al-Kol Talmidav. when I heard these three Halakot, I went to all his students, and I tried to find a friend, meaning I tried to confirm that these statements were actually said, by the Bili Aizit. So I went around and said, Did you hear these three statements? Yes. But I didn't find any confirmation by anybody else that heard these three statements. And now the Gemara is going to analyze the Mishnah. Our Mishnah starts off with the words, It starts off with, and furthermore, Rabbi Uda bin Baba said. So the Gemara is now going to analyze that Ve'od, that wording, Ve'od, As if Rabbi Uda said something else, and now you're continuing in another statement of Rabbi Uda So the Gemara is going to want to know what did he say earlier, that now you're coming along to say Ve'od. What's the, what's the connection? So the Gemara says, What is the reason why I'm Mishnah? Started off with the word ve'od meaning furthermore. So the Gemara says, mishum <clears throat> Which means, if you remember in the last Mishnah, we learned the statement of Rabbi ben Baba. He was the one that was mahmir that the only heter for Pasebi is a be'er of the Rabbim. That was a humrah. Mm-hmm. That you need a be'er of rabbim. So now, once we gave you one Humra of Rabbi Uda bin Baba, we're telling you veod. There's another Humrah of Rabbi Uda bin Baba. That what? <coughs> that you only get bits time, and you still need a, a, a or a dirah, etc. So the veod, the common uh, link between the two <coughs> statements, are humrot. Meaning, just like if that mean, was Mahmid in the last Mishnah he has another Chumrah. So the Gemara says Veod, and that's why it says Veod because of the Chumrah. So the Gemara says, if that's your uh, style, <coughs> I'm going to disprove it. Why? VeHa Rabbi Yehuda, Le Tana which means we have another Tana, that also stated a humra, which means, where was this humrah? If you remember in the uh, previous Mishnah, which we started in Khabbet, the Buddha's statement was that if you have Passeh and you have the Rabbim that are penetrating through it, that Pasebiraot now becomes a rabim, Meaning the rabim are able to mevatel, the mechitzot of a Pasebiraot. Now that's a humra of Rabbi That's the Mishnah on khabit So you see that what? Rabbi Yehuda has a Humrah. Now, Veketani Ahariti. And now we have a another statement of Rabbi Yehuda. And what? Velo Ketani od. And we don't have the statement of ve'od. Where's the second statement? So let's read Rashid. Let's read Rashid Dibura Matil Veha. Veha Rabbi Yuda Bar ilai. The Rashid tells us who this Rabbi Yuda is. So Yuda Rabi alai. That's stamp. Stam Rabi Yudah Riudabi Lai. The Tana Lae il khad Bet humrah in tfe law, which means we have a Rabbi Yehuda actually earlier on Daf mm-hmm. The Rabbi Yehuda said in the Mishnah and Daf the maximum amount that we give paseh is bet satayim. Jeez, that was the maximum amount that's even though it's being used by the guy for his animals and his Tashmisha of Adam and all it doesn't matter. The was that paseh you only have. Time. and then what? We had the second mishnah on Chabit. The yeah. Biyuda said what that the Rabbim are able to break your paseibos. That's the second chumrah. So the mishnah on Chabit should have started off with Veod Amar Biyuda, because she's giving us back to back chumrath. If that's your rule now, when you have the to, to rabbis that was quoted simultaneously in Mishnayot and they start off with the Humrah, then you continue with them, and there's, there's, a, there's a, another stringency. You tell me the word Veod. Again, so we're comparing the two statements of the Yehudah. One on Daf Yudhet and one on Daf Khabit. The one on Daf Yudhet said what again? That a pasibira uh, or the maximum amount of area you have is bet Satayim, That's the humrah. Because the rabbis argued on it. The said you can go as much as you want. You can go, exactly, even a kur or kurayim. You have no you have no issues. So that was one humrah of the Yehudah. And in the next, Mishnah Khabit, there's also a that says that what? That the rabbim amivatel the, 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 rabbin, the rabbin, should have said yeah. so the kebaras says ketani doesn't say v'lo so the kebaras answers that kebaras says hatam afseku harabanan hacha lo afseku Banan. kebaras says like this there's little different because it's not really back to back if you remember the mishnah in you read <coughs> after the biyudah made his statement that pasim only get <coughs> uh, the rabbis came along and said well you don't agree that if you have a hatser or you have a mukser, chaser is in the front of the house or the muqser is in the back of the house that's the yard, or you have a deer, you have an area where you're penning uh, the animals you don't agree that since it's being used for sorech adam that you can go as much as you want which is, once already the Hachamim were mafsik and started to interject their opinion against the Be'udah, so it broke it. Which is, when do you say that you continue to Ve'od, when it's back to back without any uh, interruption? Here the rabbis on Yud Hayat, one day responded to the Buddha's opinion, it. so that already it breaks, the, uh, it breaks the connection. So the Gemara comes along and says... <laughs> so the Gemara says, oh yeah, I'll show you a case where you have a hafzik. I mean, the rabbis come along on a shita and argue, oh, and still the Gemara uses a style of of 'theod.' Where's that? There had to the Ezer de Sukkah. The be the Ezer has a famous opinion in Masechet Sukkah on how many seudot." <laughs> you have to eat throughout the holiday. the answer's opinion is on Sukkot you have to have 14 se'udot. You have to have one every night and one every day. Seven days of Sukkot, 14 se'udot. To that, the hachimim come along and tell him you don't have to have 14 se'udot. You can eat as much as you want or as little as you want. So long as you have on the first night of Yom Tov, you have a se'udah. Right? Now, so the rabbis Interrupted him and told him we argue and then the next Mishnah says what? Ketani Which means then you have a another Mishnah that says, what's Shita? Someone that did not eat on the first night of Yom Tov, for whatever reason, he makes it up on the last night, and said it. Which is he holds you have for the first Siruda. And it has has it start off that mishnah Ve'od amad. The meaning I said, even though the (coughs) achamim were Mavsik in between, (laughs) so therefore you see that even if the achamim were Mavsik you could still say Ve'od So comes the gemaran says. The gemaran's final answer: Mm -hmm. Hatam Bimiltehu Mm deavsukeh. Over there in Masechet Sukkah. The hafsek is not a sick. The rabbis were discussing what the B'di'aseh was saying. The B'di'aseh says you have to have fourteen seudot. The Achamim came on that subject, and they came along and said, "No, you don't have to have fourteen seudot. You, have, you only have to have one se'udot. So that's not considered already a hafsek. But the rabbis didn't veer off and start saying another halakha. They kept to the subject. So therefore, therefore the next mishnah can start off the Odamar. The Beis Yisrael, because now okay, you, the Beis is still still talking, talking another humrah. However, Gemara says, <laughs> By the case of Rabbi Yehuda Rabi when he made his statement on Yudhet and said that a pasibi the maximum shi'ud is bet satayim, the rabbis came along and they did not only react to what he said, but they gave their own halakha. They started to go into the law of a karpeth, shelo hukaf, nidirah, then you get betsatayim. But if it's hukaf for dirah or for tashmish of dirah, you get a as much as you want. So that already they started, they weren't talking about pasibirot anymore which means it wasn't straight-up Mahloka. You say them I say no. You yeah, have more than B'tsatam. They went already into the law of a, a deer and a sahar and a muqseh and a haseh. They went into other stuff. That's considered already a hefsik. And since it's a hefsik, the Mishnah <laughs> does not start off on chavbet ve'od amar the However, by us, now I go back to chavbet the chavgimal. In the Mishnah in we have a statement of Be'udah bin Baba. Be'udah bin Baba says, To only attend of Pasebe, is what? A Be'er of Rabbim. There's nothing in between. There's no Rabbis in, 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 interrupting, not on the subject, not on a different subject. Therefore, the next Mishnah can start off. Yeah. Be'udah bin Baba, meaning another Humrah was said by the Be'udah bin Baba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So comes the... Gemara and continues. Rabbi Akiva said like this: the law of bet satayim is without anything. In there. You don't need any conditions for bet satayim. Not a well, not a cave, not any area of sukkah or dira, which is the bet satayim law. Is an automatic, which means so long as you have walls around an area of seventy and two-thirds by seventy and two-thirds, you can carry in that area. The other rabbis came along and said, you need a sukkah, you need a board." you need anything. That's off the bat, that's called the karpeth, shalohu ka'af, ledira. Now the Gemara says, Rabi Akiba, hainu tanakamah, which means, the opinion of Tanakama, not in this Mishnah, the Mishnah on Yudhet, Tana Kama's opinion, which means after the Bi Yehuda came along and said that by a Paseh bidaot, you can only have Bet Satayim, the Rabbi said, what are you talking about? Bet Satayim was only said for Karpeh, for a gina, for areas that are not designated for dwelling. So basically, are <laughs> saying the same thing. That if it's not an area designated for dwelling, you get your Bet Satayim. So what is the difference between the bi'akiba of our Mishnah and tanakama of daf yudhit? Okay? So comes the Gemara and says "Ika benayu There is a difference davar mu'at That little extra amount Meaning if you take that 70 and 2 thirds and you square it, which we're saying seventy and two-thirds by seventy and two-thirds, you get to 4,994 amot. It's not a total 5,000. So therefore, the question is going to be, what's the maximum shiud you get? Do they calculate that little extra or not? So what of the rabbis will hold? No. It's seventy and two-thirds by seventy and two-thirds. It's not really five thousand. It's five thousand minus, less about six. Mm-hmm. And the other rabbi will tell you, nah, it's, it's five thousand, a full five thousand. Now let's see Rashi. Rashi, Ika davar mu'at. It is the third line. Actually, the fourth line now. Shebet yeter al v'shirayim Bet time actually is a little more than 72 thirds squared. Okay, letana kama, letana kama shari bebet satayim shelimim. Tanaka kama av yudhet gives you the full 5,000. Oda bi'akima, shifim v'shilaim, <laughs> al shifim v'shilaim v'tula. Mm-hmm. Like the Kabbalah is going to say uh, coming up, that's like the measurements of the mishkan, which we'll see. So therefore, there is enough kamina between the two opinions. Tanakamav says what you don't have to have any residency to get your bet at time. How much is bet at time? Full five thousand uh, area. The Biud on Chav well, I also agree that you get full uh, that you get betzatayim where there's no residency, but that's 2 thirds by seventy-two thirds, which is four thousand nine hundred so <laughs> <Gemara> and ninety-one. So, davar muat ikabenayu comes Gemara says <coughs> second line of the Gemara. we have a brayta Rabbi be yudal davar muat yesh al shiv'im ama. The there is a little discrepancy or difference on that shoot of seventy and two-thirds. And the hachamim did not uh, calculate that as part of the shiur, which means the rabbis uh, uh, let that uh, shiur go because he gave you the extra six amot. Now, Now we go to the source of the law. Where did they get this area of satayim? Hmm. So it says, It's based on the configuration of the mishkan. The khatsay, the courtyard of the mishkan was how much? Was a hundred orich by fifty rohav. And since it was a hundred by fifty, so therefore you have the five thousand. So the gemara says, What's the... Uh, What's the source meaning? Who told you to square it? Which is according to the opinions that say, (coughs) you have to seventy by two-thirds by seventy and two-thirds... What do you mean? The mishkan was a hundred by fifty. Mm. So therefore, it's not squared. A hundred by fifty is, uh, is a rectangle. So mm-hmm. who told, wh- why when it comes uh, to the you're telling me it's got to be a, a square quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. Some opinions are as we saw in the Mishnah. Exactly. So the Gemara says, Amar of de Amar because we have a Pasuk. It says, okay. The length of the Haser was a hundred. The And the width was fifty. By fifty, mm. now that's difficult. fifty by fifty. It's a hundred by fifty. What does the Torah mean when it says that the width is fifty by fifty? Obviously, the pasuk is coming to tell you something over here. So, Gemara says, Amrat Torah." You know, what the Torah tells you, "Tol Hamishim, Vesave Hamishim." Take fifty and surround fifty. What does that mean? meaning make a square Mm -hmm. meaning the difference between the length and the width is how much? 50 because one's a hundred and one's 50 so therefore take 50 we take the extra 50 of the length and make a square around it. which means take from your rectangle and make two squares out of it now which is going to get you really to the square root of a hundred times 100 uh, by 50. Meaning the area of 100 by 50 is 5,000. Mm-hmm. Now we have a very simple way of making a square root. I mean today we have easy calculations how to take the square root of 50 and basically you're going to get to 70 and uh, 2 thirds Tifahim uh, by 70 and 2 thirds. That's basically going to be the calculation. However, she over here has a novel way how to get to the square root of Five thousand, and that, that she we're going to read inside with the aid of the pictures in our books, which would be pictures number one thirty-seven and one thirty-eight. It is uh, ingenious the way that she comes out with this calculation, but we'll read it together inside. Ela <laughs> amra Let's read the Rashi dibur Ela amra tol hamishim. Because the length is fifty amma more than the width, the save hamishima notarim take the extra fifty now, right? Davulu and, and square it, right? Put it around the And you're going to come out exactly to seventy ama point four tefachim squared. How? So he says Kesad. So let's go to your picture. Exactly. Go to 137. You see, on one side you have 50 by 50. That's the brown side of the picture. Leave that. Go to the other side. The other square. Make five strips Of 10 10 by 50. Right? You see in the... (coughs) The rohav is 50. Okay, go 10. You have 10 uh, by 50. Make 5 strips. Mm -hmm. You see the red pieces? Actually, it's 4 strips. (coughs) And then you have the 5th strip over there, which will explain to what it is in a second. Okay? When you take the one side of 50, you're making a square, but make it into... Uh, four strips of ten by fifty. Okay, now <coughs> continue. Now continue. Rashi, ketzat <speaking> asim <in> and hamish suot for five strips. Shul eser ama rocha orkan Good. Hashkeba ba'achat le mizrach va'achat le ma'arav. Now go in picture one thirty eight and start to add them around box. The 50 by 50 area. (laughs) How do you box it? Take each red strip and put it across on each side. On the north side, on the south side, on the west side, on the east side. So now you have already the area, you have the 50 in between, and you have on top of it a strip of 50, right? Going across. That has the width of 10, correct? Mm -hmm. Now, not finished yet. So now you're going to have a width of 70, meaning go across from the bottom to the top, for example. So you have 10, 50, and 10. So it's 70. Go across the square. Go across. You also have the width of 70. Good. Now, the orka hamishim. And the length is going to be 50. 50. Good. That place it now to the north and south, the other sides as well. Beautiful, so we got you to 70 uh, to 70. But how do you get to 70 and 0.4? That is the easy part. So that she says, Which means the corners are empty. When you do the square, your corners, which is the green spots, are not filled in. So you have to fill in the square. So how do you fill in the square? So that she tells you, on the fifth column, back in picture 137, split the fifth column into five pieces of 10 by 10. Take four of them, the four green pieces of 10 by 10, and fill them in the corners. So now already you complete the square. Okay? Now, can I read that in Ashi. Lekhol kerim ve kerim eser eser. Right, you have 10 by 10 left on each corner. Mepene'at tosefet, seo safta. Tol hamishim, take from that 50 daler hatichot. Four pieces, shel yud al yud. Right. Vesim bidalit kenanot. And place it in the, in the corners. Perfect. Vinit male'u. And it fills. So you just have, if you look at picture 137, one more piece there, That's that blue square, which is ten by ten ama. Now you have to fill that somewhere. So you're gonna have to make another square around it from ten amma al-ten amma. But uh, she is gonna tell you, obviously, how could you fit this square around? So you have to break it down. Each Amma we said is six Tifahim. Okay? So therefore, ten Amma al ten Amma is sixty Tifahim by sixty Tifahim. That's if you want to bring it into Tifahim. So what she's is going to tell you is like this. The way to take that Shi'ud and square it is, instead of having ten by ten, which is the Shi'ud of your last box, make it ten by two Tifahim. Now, if you make thirty strips of ten by two tifahim, that's ten by ten amma. Now what are you gaining by making thirty strips? So thirty strips times ten, make, make it one long line, imagine. So that'll make it a strip of three hundred amma. Now take that three hundred amma, and wrap it around the square of the box, and now how much you're going to have is going to go around. You're going to have, well, seventy on each side, You're going to be left, you use 280 of it. Now you have 20 Amma left by 2 tefahim. Okay, let's read that inside the Nashi at this point. No, 20 Amma by 2 Tifahim. You have 10 Amma of 10 Amma. We're breaking it down to 30 strips of 10 Amma by 2 tefahim. So therefore, right, long and narrow. So therefore, take your 30 strips of 10 amma, make it one long strip, that's 300, okay, by two Think yeah. about the width, okay? The width is always two tefakim. Now, you, when you, if you're wrapping around, which is your wrapping is going to be 280, and now you're going to be left with 20 okay. amma by two mm-hmm. So now you're going to have to take that and break it down, break it down and wrap it around again. again. So that's really that she until that point. Now, <laughs> make it thirty strips of two tifim, which now if you make it one long piece, it'll be three hundred amah. Ten ayin ruach. 70 on each side Why? Because you have to remember you have the width of 2 So when you're putting this strip on all sides You're getting 2 tefakhim extra On each side side. So that brings you to 70 by 4 tefakhim That's the extension The 2 tefakhim of width On each side Now Ela shakranot pegumim now again, when you make the square 70, 70, 70, the corners again are, are open. Mm. Always when you're making the square, you're going around, your corners are not filled in, so you have to fill in the corners. So therefore, how are you going to fill in the corners? Again, when you're making the box, you're going around, you're only going around the, the, the area of 50, of the of the, of the the center. So you're, going, it's, uh, you're going, uh, uh, making the box on the outside, so the corners are never filled in. Right, so you need, yeah, you need extra space to fill in the corners. So how much do you need? So you're going to need two Tifahim by two Tifahim on each quarter. So that she says, well, I got left over. I have 20 Amma by two. Okay? So I have a lot of Tifahim where I can have extra. So take, now, let's analyze. 20, tif- 20 Amma is how many Tifahim? 20 times 6 would be 120 Tifahim. But we need 8. So take 8 of those. And fill in your quarters. So now we're left with 112 Tifachim by 2, which means now we have to somehow take 112 tefahim and break that up up and square it again to make another square. Now, how do you take 112 Tefahim and wrap it around uh, an area of uh, 70 Amah by 4 square? We need to talk about 70 Amah. Long. square, and you only have hundred and twelve mm-hmm. divide, so you have to break down your divide If a tefah is this thick, you have to narrow it out. So that she says basically in the final uh, breaking down is, if you break it down to a instead of a thickness of a tefah, break it down to like two-thirds, very very narrow uh, uh, strip, mm. and you know, attach the one twelve into two-thirds, so basically you're timesing it by 15 times, and therefore you'll be able to wrap it around again. So therefore, that's the way you get to the square root, which means you may keep on making squares of all the measurements that you have, and basically the shi'ud is going to be 70.4 by 70.4. That is the Shi'ud, how they got to it, from the Hatserah Mishkan. All because, why? Because the Torah went out of its way and said that the Shi'ud of the Mishkan is a hundred by fifty by fifty. So from the fact that the Torah said that double language, fifty by fifty, so the Gemara understood that must mean to tell me that the extra fifty that you have of length <laughs> over the width Take the extra 50 and square it. So therefore, make it a perfect square. That's the, uh, the illusion of the square root of 5,000 from the Torah. Mm. But now the Gemara says that's very nice for an illusion. But what's the pshat in this Pasuk? Which obviously, the, the, the Torah, when it said 150 by 50, the Torah must have been telling us pshat. So the Gemara asks... Pashted dekra be maikiti. Mm-hmm. The pasuk. What, is what was it talking about? So the what says, Amar Abayeh. Abaye says, Ha'amed mishkan al-sfat hamishim kedesh ye hamishim ama lefanav ve'eslim ve islim ama le khodruah ve Which means like this. You have your hatzir. But there's the courtyard. In the courtyard, you had your mishkan. The mishkan is the actual tabernacle itself. Mm-hmm. Till now, we're just talking about the hatzir of the mishkan. Mm-hmm. But in the hatzir, you had the mishkan itself. Now, the mishkan its length was thirty. Okay, it went thirty deep, and it's, uh, its it was thirty by 10. Mm-hmm. 10 wide. Okay, now. At what point in the hatzer did you put the mishkan? Did you put it at the front eastern wall? Right at the gate of it? Did you put it at the back wall? At what point wow. the Hatser is a big hatzer? Positioning. Where, position. Where did you position it? So the Torah tells you position the mishkan so that in front of it, to the eastern side, which is the entrance, you'll have fifty amma. Which means you put it at the, 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 Mid- the, the midpoint where the opening of the mishkan no gives name. you 50 Ammah in front. So that's yeah. what it means. The rochav hamishim al-hamishim, meaning the rochav is hamishim. And you have hamishim in front, meaning another 50 from the mishkan cool, yeah. to the koshah, to the entrance of the court. Shot. That's the shah of the pasuk. Now, if that's true, you're going to have the mishkan is 10 wide. Right? So you're going to have on each side of the Mishkan, to the wall, basically 20 on one side, and 20 on the other side. Because so again, the width of the hadid is 50. So if the Mishkan takes up 10, so you're going need 20 and 20. But you really don't have 20 on 20. It's really 19 and 19. Because you have to remember the Kedashim themselves also have a width to them. The, the width of the Kedashim are an Amath. So you have 19 on one side plus the thickness of the Kedish. 19 on the other side plus the thickness of the Kedesh, Which is 20, 20 and 10 of the Mishkan. So it's 50 width and 50 width. Ahead of it, that's Rohab Hamishim Al Hamishim That's the shot Of the pasuk of exactly How the Mishkan was configured <laughs> If you look in your art scrolls, you actually have a Picture in number 11 Where you see the Mishkan That is 50 Amah into the Hatser, and you see the sides Were 19 by 19 plus the Extra Amah of the Kirashim, the Gemara continues From a quote From the Mishnah the Mishnah quoted in the name of Rabbi Eliyazer and the quote was Rabbi Eliyazer Omer, "Imaita aruka yeter al rehaba, afilu ma achat en mitaltelin betocha." Rabbi Eliyazer said that in order to carry in this karpave that has the mechitzot around it, so the law is that it has to be bet satayim squared, which means like we learned 70 and change by 70 and change, actually 70 and two-thirds uh, amma. So the hadush of the Mishnah is that even if the orka, if the length is even one amma longer than the rohab, even though the area is the same, since it's not a perfect square so therefore you cannot carry in such a such an area so comes again whaton says that <laughs> but didn't we learn in the Brayta? the bilia ezzer imaita or ka yeter al pin'naiim beru'ba afilu maachat en mitaltelin betocha the Brayta says in the name of rab bilia <coughs> That what if the length if the orech was more than double the width <clears throat> even by one amah then you cannot carry meaning if let's say instead of having it exactly double meaning a hundred length and fifty width <clears throat> so let's say you had a hundred and one length by forty nine width so in that case you have a Orich that is more than double, it's not good. Implying what? That if it is double, it is okay. Meaning if it's a rectangle according to the Bili Aizir, you can carry. Al Mishnah said rectangles no good, it has to be a square. So there's a contradiction between the Bili of the Mishnah to the Bili of the Braita. <clears throat> You also have to learn our Mishnah the following. Which means basically the bright and the Mishnah saying the same thing. I mean, the Bili was not saying that you need a square. He was saying, but at least you need a rectangle that the length is not more than double the width. So the bright and the Mishnah are congruent mm-hmm. so the Gibbara says <laughs> if that's the case then the Bili and the Biyosef of the Mishnah are basically saying the same thing because the biyoseh of the Mishnah said that you can have a karpef uh, where the measurements are orich double the width meaning like the Hasid of the Mishkan a hundred by fifty so if the Bili is saying the same thing what do you need two Tanaim in the Mishnah that are saying the same opinion. Kamaras answer: Ika Nafka between the two opinions, <coughs> what is preferred? Which means both are agreeing. You could have the rectangular <coughs> uh, uh, footage of the of the uh, karpef. The question is, what is preferred? That and we read the that <coughs> one line before they get wide. Rebu'ad, Rebu'a Rabbanan. The squaring of the Rabbanan. Rebidiya Ezer, Sabah, Rebidiya Ezer of the Mishnah holds. Orkai Yoter Mishnahim Berukhbah En Metaltelin. Which means, if the Orech is more than double than the width, you can't carry. Umiyu Ikara Orkai Pishnahim Berukhbah. Which means, at the main... Uh, Keter is when the area is land double the with like the Mishkan k'dichtiv like it says in the pasuk v'le'tle ribuah he really doesn't hold of squaring umiyu imirabe'ah lo mehasra but if you squared it the highzer it says it's okay but that's not the preferred uh, way to make the Field kedektani, like the Mishnah says, im haya or kayyoter Mishnayim beruchba en metaltelin habatsir mipishnayim metaltelin, which means the lashon of the Mishnah, the Braita is, if it was more than double, then you cannot carry, implying if it was less, it is okay. Rabbi Yosses Savor, Rabbi Yoseh says, no merubat ikar. He says the main thing is it has to be squared. And if you go ask, he'll tell you, square the field. Make it 70 and 2 thirds by 70 and 2 thirds. But he'll agree if you didn't square it, if you made it rectangular, he'll tell you it is also okay. Meaning that the shudderabiose was even if it is rectangular, implying that what that the main thing is it to be squared. So therefore really basically both Nabi and Nabi agree that if it's a hundred by fifty, it is okay. The Makhluk it is what is preferable. Where is Rabbi is going to say that it's for preferable to have the rectangular, the 100 by 50, but he'll agree if you add it squared, it's okay. Rabbi Ezer says, says, no. The squaring, the dibua, is the ikar. But if you come and ask the rabbi, I tell you, make it squared in order to carry. But if you made it rectangular, 100 by 50, it is also okay. So that is the nafkamina between the two, she taught. And the Gemara continues. <clears throat> Itmar, <laughs> we have a statement, Amar of Yosef, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel, <clears> Halakha, <throat> can be Yosef? Halakha follows to be that you don't need it to be squared. It's okay if it is rectangular. Verabibay, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel, Halakha, can be Akiva? And we have a statement of Ibn Hashim that says that follows the Bi'akiva that you're allowed to have up to Bet Satayim, even if it is not Mukefet L'dira. If you remember in the Mishnah, we had different opinions that said that even though you only have Bet Satayim, you either need a well in there, or you need a hut, or a sukkah, or you have to have uh, some sort of dwelling, a cave. The Bi'akiva said you don't need anything. If there's no dwelling, you get up to Time. So Rabbi Yudam says, Halakha follows Rabbi Akiva regarding that. V'tarvayu lekula, And both the psach that we go like Rabbi Yose and the psach that we go like Rabbi Akiva is taking the leniencies of both of them. Meaning, number one, you don't need it to be squared. And number two, you don't need anything in the field. If it's not who kaf le you still get the betzata. So those are two leniencies. Comes the gemara and says vitzericha. We need both statements. The e ashmin and lachak kerbiyoseh. Because if he just told me that lachafal zokkerbiyoseh, how am I shomreha obedira. I would say yeah, true. It doesn't have to be squared, but. It follows a be said that you need either a hut or a watchman in the field. That's why you have to also say that you don't need anybody in the field <coughs> or any usage. and if you are talking about Kafi amina Haba Katin Law. I would have said, if you tell me Rabbi Akiva, I would say, Arich meaning rectangular, long and short, I would tell you is not good. Kamash Alakha Akribi Yoseh. So that's why you have to tell me that Alakha follows Rabbi Yoseh, that what? That even rectangular is good. So therefore, both statements, Alakha Akribi Yoseh and Alakha Akribi akiva, both are taken Lekula.